Welcome to the Community Group Leadership Podcast, where we seek to help community group leaders be better together. I'm Reed Kappel, and today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing a topic that is in many ways a continuation of what we covered in our last episode on incorporating kids into the life of our community groups. And while it may not be the most profound topic, uh, the logistics of child care in community groups is really a significant issue that we feel we need to address. And although it's not a topic that's, that's relevant to every group out there, we know that there are enough groups out there who, who need some pointers on this issue. So uh, we also recognize that this can be one of the more challenging things to navigate and plan for in a community group, but it doesn't have to be, uh, which is why we want to spend some time in this episode offering you all some, some real practical guidelines and suggestions on how to handle the issue of child care in your community group. Uh, and please hear us say that these are just suggestions. They're not mandates. Uh, we recognize that groups will approach this issue differently based on the unique family dynamics uh, present in their group. And so with me on the podcast today uh, are Patrick Largen from the Olathe campus and Paul Brandis from the Brookside campus. Hi, boys. How are you? Hello. Good. Good to be here, Reed. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so, so what we want to talk about... Um, We've obviously heard a lot from people about kind of how child care is done. There's no standardized form of child care. So what are some of the options? What are some of the things you have learned from community group leaders on how they have handled child care? Uh, whether, whether good or bad, what are some of the ones you've heard? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, um, I of all the conversations I've had with community group leaders, this has probably been the most um, – yeah, I, w- I w- don't want to call it a problem, but like one of the things I'm trying to help community group leaders think through different solutions for. Yeah, um, and it's it's really important. Obviously, we want uh, we want the kids that are in our groups to uh, not just be taken care of, but to be a part of our community groups as well. And that's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I believe it was last episode. We talked about just the importance of being intergenerational, um, loving our kids well, and that they have a lot to offer our groups as well. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah we'll, maybe just we'll just talk through a couple different um, options. Um, my least favorite option uh, of all of these. Good start. Good yeah. start, start. Get these out of the way. You know? <laughs> Strong start here. Uh, my least favorite option is uh, for families to take care of childcare on their own. Mm-hmm. And we do have some groups that do this, um, and, and it might work for them. But that's where, you know, my group uh, will get child care for my kids, um, and then I'll go to the community group, and, and everybody else in the group does the same thing. Um, and it's my least favorite because everybody else in the group, we're not getting to meet each other's kids. We're not getting right. to spend time with them and, uh, you know, give them high fives and ask them about their soccer games. And, and we're not – and it, we're kind of lose out on the energy of the kids. Yeah, it's um, not complete. You're missing people. It's not people. complete. And I, you know, honestly, I think it ends up being the most expensive way yeah. to go. I mean, yeah. each yeah, totally. you're paying per hour. Um, uh, a lot of people are paying per hour, and it can be kind of a logistical nightmare. But some people do that. Um, and again, it's not my favorite. But I would probably add in on that as another reason why it's not our favorite is that it actually becomes a barrier to entry for people. So particularly yeah. for uh, new couples moving to Kansas City, no family, want to get into a community group, love Christ community. Right. And I'm like, wow, you'd really love the other couples in this group and the other families. And they're like, great, what do they do for child care? And I'm like, Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. And then they, I mean, really have said, oh, I'm on my own. I don't, so that is. I don't is, know anybody. Right. I don't know child care yeah. workers. And, yeah, so that's another reason. Teenagers in general. And, yeah. So taking a big step up, uh, we would say as another option, if you have homes that can handle this, and that's the big caveat there, is on site. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what we have a lot of groups that do this, this is probably one of our more popular options, is uh, that there's on site child care where there's two spaces, one for a gathering that is 
is appropriate for adults who are having a discussion and one for a place for the kiddos to be together yeah. with yeah. child care uh, workers. And so um, that's probably our most popular option. A lot of groups do that if mm-hmm. they have homes that are big enough to have both of those space, uh, spaces, a finished basement. Soundproof, um, preferably. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a real thing. Uh, we, My group had a community group gathering in a home that had a finished basement, but it w- there was no way to close the door to it. Yeah, and so yeah. the sound just carries right yeah. up into the living room where, where we were meeting and crying toddlers, you know, moms step out to go care for them. So that is a, I mean, sound, the soundproof is a, is a factor there. Mm-hmm. But another pragmatic benefit of this um, is that it makes the cost, you know, Patrick mentioned that for the expense when you're doing it on your own, but you're able to cost share yeah. um, and pay one or, or maybe even a couple child care workers and share that cost, yeah. cost across families. Yeah, and I it agree. ends up being kind of a win-win, which we'll talk about here in a second about, about payment. Um, but Patrick, maybe you could speak to this too. Um, some, some groups have done kind of a two-site option where uh, there's community group in one home and child care is taking place in another home. So what, what does that look like? Yeah, and actually that's what our group does. Um, uh, we have multiple people that are in our group that live in the same neighborhood. And so typically what we'll do, and I would encourage a lot of our groups to do this as well, is to have some moment in your community group time where you're all together, kids, everybody, and it mm-hmm. can certainly be chaos. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, but then there's the time where, okay, now it's time for discussion. It's time for the curriculum or whatever we're doing. Um, and so what we've done is we have a family in our neighborhood. And so all the kids, we gather up all the kids, and they go to one house with the babysitters, and we stay at our house and have discussion okay, yeah, that yeah. way. Um, and that, that seems to work out all right as well. Is there some kind of communication plan? Like you have walkie-talkies, or how does that work in trying to communicate with the child care worker? We probably should. We all have cell phones. That's <laughs> It you know, is an old soup can with a string. It's 2016, like that. but yeah, uh, that's we, My group does that as well, um, and and our need for that was driven actually by the fact that nobody in our group had a home big enough to oh, have yeah. the two. Yeah. You have it both on site. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, but the homes are just far enough away. So it's not the same neighborhood. It's under a five minute drive distance, but we can't every week have the kids with us and then kind of send them away. Yeah. Um, that sounds bad, yeah. <laughs> but send them to have their age appropriate fun with the childcare Alienate workers. Them, yes. So the way that we, uh, achieve that value is in starting and ending sessions. Like it's a, it's, it's chaos in session one and it's chaos mm-hmm. in, in session eight or whatever. Does it fluctuate on those yeah, days? Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. But um, that's how we capture that value as well. Um, but I, I wanted to say that that's still a viable option, even if you don't have uh, everyone living in the same neighborhood. That's we good. just found two people that lived five minutes from each other, and that worked has worked really well for our group. That's good. That's good. Uh, so one option I, I've heard uh, groups do, I, I've done this in groups that I've been in, is kind of this kind of guys, girls, all format and rhythm. Uh, would one of you want to speak to that? What does that rhythm look like um, in, in groups? How guys meet, girls meet, and then all together. Yeah, actually, our group just um, tried this this last session as well, and it was it worked really, really well. So um, so maybe week one, we're all together, and we figure out child care on site. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we say, hey, how about uh, week two? The, the men get together and the, the, maybe the ladies stay home with the kiddos. And so we're not having to worry about childcare for that one. And then the week after, uh, maybe the, the guys or, you know, you swap. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that, and that one alleviates just the burden of trying to find a babysitter and, and the cost of having to pay. Um, but it also just provides for a really unique time to be just in gender specific, um, conversation, um, 
it's it's been kind of fun. Yeah, it's a dual benefit. I mean, it, you handle the logistics of of payment, but then you have these spaces where guys are with guys, and the conversation is very unique. Uh, and girls are with girls. And so conversations take place that wouldn't in kind of mixed company. And so there is that dual benefit. Uh, Paul, what about maybe this option of on-site without payment, uh, you know, or any kind of remuneration or bartering or yeah. whatever? Yes, yeah, so you have to be a really good recruiter of uh-huh. people. No, no, no. The way that we've seen groups do this, and it's cool because this idea really actually weaves in some of this uh, rhythm of guy, girl, all uh, that Patrick just talked about because one of the cool benefits of that rhythm is that you're getting, you know, the guys are gathering with the the the, the kiddos actually mm-hmm. is a way that, that mm-hmm. my group has done that before. So, you know, the girls have their no kids discussion going on. The guys are together. They're hanging out with the kids and so you're getting uh, yeah, this yeah. sort of uh other people in the group i'm i'm there with you know and, and the, our purpose is just to hang with the kids yeah. and so i'm getting to pour into their lives in the the yeah. flow of our eight week community group session and that's a, a huge benefit of the on-site without paying model which typically how that's happened is you you have the on-site child care space and so you're in the same home and you don't pay an outside child care worker to come in but you have either a couple mm-hmm. uh, or maybe mm-hmm. two of the dads or two of the moms who are rotating through so yeah. they're only missing the discussion once every X number of weeks yeah. um, but they're getting to pour in and invest right, in right. The, the kids on those weeks where they're they're down there and yeah. that has worked well for some groups. You could also do that in the two-site model as well yeah. um, so it's yeah. a kind of a variation on those. I would say too cool. another benefit of doing it that way is like if we're in a community group, community group, Paul, and you and I are watching the kids together, I get to watch you to totally different, see how yeah, you interact right. with kids and oh, learn yeah. from you how right. you um, father your own child and, and yeah. vice versa. I feel like it's kind of the iron sharpens iron thing there. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I'll never parent like that. <laughs> learn what no. not to do by watching Paul. <laughs> no, but that's great. I mean, there, yeah. there's something about that that is that's familial mm-hmm. and I mean, so many uh, kind of fringe advantages uh, to that format. Well, well let's talk um, money. Um, how, how have you guys, how have different groups handled payment? Um, is there some kind of algorithm and formula that we figure out of, of how you pay? Um, what do you pay? Do you just give kids quarters? Uh, they take to the arcade and buy lollipops? What, what do you do? How, how do we pay child care workers? Oh, Paul, you, you tackle that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough, right? Money is always awkward. Um, I, I, there isn't really a hard and fast rule on this. And I would say, generally speaking, err on the side of paying too much. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. r- I mean, right. Cause it, and not exorbitantly so, but, uh, we want to care for the people that we are asking to care mm-hmm. for our kids. If mm-hmm. we are paying outside childcare workers, we want them to have that be worthy of their time. Yeah, and, yeah. um, so I'll just tell you maybe what my group has done. Um, we, uh, have six kids in the group, uh, that are all under the age of four. Whoa. So it's a, it's a lot of toddlers. So it's a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then four, like 18 to 20 month old. Um, so we have, <laughs> so you're paying in Benjamin. Yes, that's uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So we have two childcare workers. We have a, a gal in her mid twenties. Who's great. And, uh, a, a girl from the Brookside youth group, which the gal that's in her cool. mid twenties volunteers at youth group. So I tried to be oh, intentional cool. about yeah. having them. They get some really great time together outside of youth group working together as they care for the kids in our group. And we pay them each $25 a time. So it's over $10 an hour. If it's a, we do about a two hour 
hour uh, time frame there. So it's about 1250 an hour. Um, and that seems like it works well for them and spread out over the course of the five families. It ends up being about $10 a pop each week, which oh, is still cool. is significant, but it's manageable. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we did. Uh, so it, it is in that kind of 10 to $12 range, but there are different dynamics based on how many kids there are? Yeah. How, how, how old are those kids? Are they? Is there any level of self sufficiency there, which there just really isn't mm-hmm. with our group? How many of them are your kids? <laughs> in particular? Exactly. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of factors there that um, you know. Be thoughtful as you navigate that, yeah. and err on the side of maybe paying a dollar or two Being more generous. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I think what we've done in the past is I think three dollars a child, and with a limit of no more than I think. $6 or maybe $9 a family. Um, That's, oh, yeah. Just to not kind of punish the family yeah. that has five yeah. kids. Hey, and we're being right. frugal and multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> don't punish us for being obedient. And the, yeah. and the person has one child, you know, they just have to pay $3. And so that's, that's worked out well. That's good. That's good. I know, and one little tip for payment is, you know, sometimes we forget to have cash. I mean, we're in kind of a less cash, you know, cashless society. Um, using apps like uh, Square Cash or Google Wallet, I know that some kids have checking accounts and have uh, opportunities to be receive payment that way. Super helpful, especially if you forget to bring cash or if they don't, you know, receive barter. Like, you know, I have corn and hammers for you. Uh, and plasma. This, or plasma. <laughs> That's one option. Uh, don't do that, for the record. Um, so how about this last kind of question? What, what do we do with the kids? We kind of talked logistics, money, placement, child care. What are some options of what we actually do with the kids in these times and spaces? Yeah, I think this can range from nothing to um, to something very structured. Um, honestly, what we've done is it's just a time for the kids to play together, and mm-hmm. um, and that seems to work well. What we really want is for these kids to grow up loving being together, loving community, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, wanting to to be better friends with one another, that sort of thing. But we also have groups that. You know, they actually have a structured time where um, there's somebody, whether it's the whoever's babysitting or or somebody else, come in and actually teach the kids something, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really really cool. Um, we don't have the energy for that right now, but I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And and I know some groups have used Right Now Media. I mean, which is a great resource we have on our website. Um, they have videos, kids, as well as for adults, but, but great option as well. There's tons that you could use and utilize in that situation. Paul, anything else you would add to what do you do with the kids in your group? Yeah, I would say don't do this if you have a group that mirrors mine with four-year-old, two-year-old, and Uh then a bunch of younger kids than that. But as the kids grow older, ask them what they want to do. How do they want to spend that time together? Um, and, uh, and they could, could, they'll surprise you, um, with having some, you know, creative and, and interesting ideas for how they might want to spend their couple hours together yeah. uh, each week. Yeah. And and I think the key, I mean, Patrick, you were saying this, like we, we want our kids to be at a place where they, they're mad at us when we don't have community group. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what? We're, we don't have community. Like we want that to be kind of the, the culture, not because just because they love these relationships, but because they love being a part of something where they get to rub shoulders with different adults. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. So, uh, well, that's, this is really helpful. Uh, guys, thank you for your feedback and input. Um, hopefully it's been encouraging to you, um, community group leaders, as you kind of think through and wrestle through some of these dynamics. Um, and what, one of the things we just want to be real clear on is, you know, every group is different. So when it comes to childcare for your group, just be creative uh, in coming up with a solution that works for your unique situation. And so talk to your group, uh, the people in your group, and find out what, what do we need to do. This is an open conversation that should take place. 
in your community group. And, and also, please reach out and engage uh, with us or the, the point uh, of contact at your campus for uh, community groups and let us know how we can help. We'd love to be uh, a dialogue partner with you as you try to lead your groups well in this area. So hopefully this has been encouraging and giving you some tips on how to move forward with childcare. So thanks for tuning in.